Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, and thanks for joining us for the COB. So the close of business on this 18th of January, 2021. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, how was your day? It's fantastic. And I just want to say how great it is. Every Monday, you're so enthusiastic. It's a, it's a really <laughs> great trait to go and have. Even on a down day. Even on a down day. Apparently. Maybe that's rubbing salt in some wounds. However, uh, it is what it is, isn't it? Look, there was a lot of pressure that came through from the miners and the banks, and that never bodes very well for the Aussie market, does it? No, when you're talking about half the market, give or take, uh, it's always going to be difficult to go and find the ballast to go the other way. And unfortunately, there wasn't enough today. And But look, we've had a terrific run, like global equities in general, over the past uh, nine or 10 months or so. So having a, a slight pullback is not unusual and is a good thing in the longer run scheme of things. Well, if you are an investor in ProMedicus, you were happy today, up by 12%. Uh, we've got uh, good gains being made in Split It as well today, up by close to 7%. In fact, the buy now, pay later space was a talking point itself, wasn't it? With Afterpay surpassing briefly that $30 billion worth of market cap. Yeah, what an amazing run. And uh, by some estimates, still cheap in a relative sense compared to a, a firm and other foreign uh, no, buy now, pay later equivalents uh, that are out there at the moment. But uh, my goodness, the MOMO, the uh, momentum in that stock and the willingness for investors to continue backing it uh, is breathtaking. It's, yeah. uh, it's been an amazing run. Amazing. We spoke with Jonathan Higgins from Sean Partners earlier today. He said, yeah, Afterpay is the clear market leader going cheap in context of its balance sheet. But it also, or he also said that Zipco is cheap, relatively speaking, as well. So if you'd like to listen to that interview, you can do so via the show notes. It's on the website and the app. So available in all of those fine destinations. I'm going to get right to it. It was another Monday. We had another couple of upgrades coming through from the retailers, discretionary retailers. Now, Scotty, I know that you are consistently wondering when the rug is going to get pulled because we have been so stimulus-driven, because people have been putting that money away, they've been able to access their super, all of that. However, I mean, the numbers don't lie. It has been a very strong period. When, when or what do you think is the trigger potentially for this hot run to end? Uh, when international borders open up or when travel more freely becomes uh, available in Australia, particularly that's with the uh, domestic border situation, uh, we'll definitely go and take some of the heat out of it. Uh, when the stimulus is rolled back as well is another one. But uh, I do, I've been thinking a lot about uh, that, that excess uh, savings pool that we've been talking about and a lot of doting uh, articles have been written by several journalists over the past week or so talking up about the, uh, the merits of how it's going to go and fund a never-ending splurge at the shops and I'm just not too certain that's going to actually be the case. Why not? 
Because I suspect that a lot of the money now that's sitting in those accounts is held by high net worth households, not uh, no lower middle income households that are more likely to go and spend it um, at, a, at a quicker pace, if you get my drift. So that propensity to consume uh, is not going to be as urgent. So I wonder whether, you know, of course, like the, the data at the moment and the numbers that are being produced is really strong, but we're talking about a period where we had peak stimulus that was in place. And I just wonder whether maybe that, uh, that pullback, that reduction to savings might go and only really take place when there's uh, more opportunities to go and do things potentially as well overseas. A lot of, I know you think about white collar workers uh, who were sitting at home during the peak of the pandemic, still earning their income, but they had nowhere to go and spend it as well. Uh, just by nature, you think, well, of course, they're going to have a lot more excess savings so they can't go and spend their income. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder whether it's, I uh, know, we're, we're getting too optimistic about it because, of course, like we know that uh, lower income houses particularly, when they get any additional money, they typically spend it. And I'm just not sure whether those same tailwinds are going to be as forceful as what we've seen over the past uh, past half or so. Okay, interesting view. And we get payrolls data, tomorrow wages, and we get the official jobs read. Uh, of course, it's a backward-looking read, but we do get that through in De- uh, for December on Thursday. And so that will go a long way to sort of giving us some sort of clarity on the type of jobs that are being um, that, that are being generated in this economy and the level of workforce participation and hours worked, which again will go to shine light on um, on your potential thesis there, Scott. Yeah, look, there's, there's no right or wrong until it's actually proven otherwise. It's, uh, I, I could be completely wrong, but I just get a sense. Like I read a couple of different studies and mm-hmm. one from the UK was saying that a lot of the excess savings that was sitting in their accounts from, uh, from the stimulus was high, higher income households. Uh, which means that not necessarily is it going to be deployed uh, in a timely fashion or will it be deployed in the UK at all. Okay, so that uh, that's a couple of the winners from today's session. And we should, I think, while we're at it, go to the stock of the day, which, of course, was Super Retail Group. Uh, Super Retail upgrading ahead of the reporting season that's upcoming. By the end of the day, though, uh, we didn't see Super Retailers share price doing much at all in fact in negative territory it sort of flirted with positive territory um around 11 o'clock uh ended down by 1.6 percent so that was despite saying that its sales grew 23 week 23 percent in the 26 weeks to boxing day online sales surging 87 percent so we spoke with Mathan samasandram from deep data analytics and gaurav sodi from the, the intelligent investors here's Mathan. i sit there and go wow these guys have been wow for a very long time. Mm. Um, I've been following them for a while. Mm-hmm. We are at peak retail. Yeah. Um, you got lockdown. You got government handout left, right, and centre. I don't think you're going to hit the same freebies that you got in the last. These guys are good. I mean, really good. And I think they're going to struggle, but they're not expensive by any means. So look, if you're holding it, I'm happy to sit on them because they'll keep doing well. But fresh money going in, retail is not the sector for me today. Across the retail sector, you find stocks with sensational sales growth and very low PEs, and that tells you that the market is very skeptical about the sales numbers going in. They're treating this entire episode as a demand pull forward event, and I don't know whether that's correct or not, but that's what the price is telling you. So I think the probabilities actually look quite good here. I don't own it, we, we don't own it, and uh, we don't have a buy on it, but look, I, I still think there is more to come here. I think the market's verdict has been made and there's a very good chance it could be the wrong one. So yeah. I'm gonna go with buy. Gonna go for buy? Yeah. So a divergence of views from our two expert guests there, Nathan Samasandram from Angora Sodi. It happens quite a bit with those two. We love them for it. Um, so not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. Peak retail. 
that's a view you can um, perhaps get along on board with. Peak retail, yeah, potentially. No, who knows? But uh, certainly, it's going to be very hard to go and top the other uh, kind of explosive growth that we saw late last year. I always wonder as well. I mean, I've talked about it for years, but I do think that there, there has been, to your point about higher income um, spenders, that, that that there has been a paradigm shift, sort of post GFC, that we're not quite accumulating stuff to the same level as we um, had perhaps done previously. So now that we've improved our homes, you know, we will spend on travel, but the whole, you know, buying stuff just for the sake of buying stuff. I mean, at least in in my circles, um, it's it's a little bit poo-pooed. Yeah, absolutely. And look, uh, longer term, and you go back over decades, there's been a clear secular trend towards more spending on services, spending on experiences Mm -hmm. uh, more generally uh, rather than on actual goods. And I expect that when normality returns in whatever form it's going to be in whatever time frame, hopefully sooner rather than later, I expect those uh, those secular trends to go and continue and reassert themselves again. Okay, so tomorrow we get a weekly read on consumer sentiment. We get that payroll jobs and wages report for the week of January 2nd. Of course, that will be holiday impacted. And don't forget, we did have that lockdown in Sydney and places and parts of Sydney. And so, yeah, some of that will be encompassed in the data that we're expected to get this week. Hey, Scotty, another great day. Hey, one of your friends, Heath Moss from HLM Investments is coming on at 10.10 a.m. We've got David Lennox, who I've got a lot of time for from Fat Profits, is joining us at 11.25. Uh, Rio Tinto's out with an operational update overnight. So Iron Ore Outlook, China Outlook, as you know, will be key, and I'm sure we'll hear some groveling. We should anyways, from Rio Tinto in, uh, in relation, let's just say, to some of their ESG issues that they've been having lately? A few. Uh, one of the other things from the other uh, Chinese data dump that came out today, uh, Chinese uh, steel production, over one b- billion, b- b- billion. billion tons of steel was made in calendar incredible. year 2020. That is incredible. Uh, nowhere near, uh, that's the biggest record by some distance and just really gives you some insight. Coal output as well within China uh, hit record highs as well during the calendar year. So really gives you a sense of that industrial upswing, really driving that economy out of the doldrums that uh, we saw back in the March quarter. Yeah, industrial sector leading the recovery. Home sales accelerating in China as well, with fourth quarter GDP coming in at 2.6% on quarter. Industrial output up 2.8% on year. So yeah, pretty positive reads coming from China today. Um, well, I was also, I, I won't go through the guest list anymore, but we will wrap the day with Martin Crabb, who is CIO at Shaw & Partners. We'll get some late-breaking thoughts from him on the session that was and what's to come. We always have a, a good chat with Martin. So I do hope you can join us for that and for plenty of other interviews that we do throughout the day, Scuddy. I'm starting to ramble. I think we'll keep it pretty short but sweet on this Monday. I know... Um, Yeah, we've got uh, stuff to look forward to this evening. Absolutely. So uh, everyone have a great night and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.